This is the POV Hamilton podcast, where we're sharing the Hamilton, Ontario point of view from businesses and entrepreneurship to life sciences and education to arts, culture, and media. Hamilton is thriving, and there are countless stories to be shared of the people, businesses, and organizations making it happen. Here's whose point of view you'll be listening to today. My name is Fabian Razo. I was the founder of Angry, which is a mobile ordering solution for university and college campuses. So I started it while I was doing a law and MBA at Queens. I was in line at a Starbucks and waiting for coffee. And <laughs> this was before Starbucks had their own app. This is before DoorDash existed. So we're going back to 2012. So the idea of ordering ahead, I think most of my friends still have Blackberries. So, you know, you can kind of put yourself in that time zone. And uh, ultimately, I was in line frustrated that I couldn't get my usual coffee, which I would get every single morning. And I was late for class. So I came up with the idea and I became obsessed with mobile ordering after that. Yeah, I think it's important to feel the pain point uh, of your customer. And a lot of times people, you know, entrepreneurs will go searching for an idea. And it's really the ones that come to you in everyday life or in your, you know, your current roles or your past roles that really spark the best uh, startup ideas. I uh, got a prototype together and used that to get a government grant. Uh, At the time, it was called Smart Start. Uh, This is, again, while I was still in school. So I was kind of doing this while studying uh, on the side. And then I graduated from law school, practiced law for a year, and then went full-time into this company, which was Hangry. I think one of the biggest challenges was the uh, campus market really wasn't ready for mobile ordering. Even restaurants, they had, like, you traditionally... Online ordering was pizza, Chinese food, mostly takeout type things. Uh, so to bring it over to quick service restaurants, coffee shops was not quite there in the restaurant space. The campus space was even later to the game. So the biggest challenge in the early years was that the market just didn't want the product. They said, oh, this is cool, but we're not ready for it. So what we did is we actually moved over into the restaurant space for a little while just to get some learnings, knowing that we wanted to end up back in campuses. But that market seemed to be moving a little bit faster. So we moved into restaurants, had about 50 restaurants using the platform, and then we got a pilot in campuses. And that's when we really said, okay, we're going to go all in. This market looks like we're, we're ready to start going so that we kind of jumped in and pivoted the company. Yeah, I think it's important to put yourself out there. So we were going to restaurant and food trade shows, conferences, and we ran into the uh, University of Toronto was actually our first cus- our pilot customer. So we ran into them. They said, hey, we have a restaurant on campus. We want to try this at. And kind of the rest is history. After that, we got that pilot and uh, went from there. But you have to be out there. Uh, You can't just wait for the deals to come to you. I look at innovation more as uh, iteration. So a lot of it is really being customer driven and uh, knowing what's working and what's not. And whatever's working, double down on that. And whatever's not working, cut it as quickly as possible. So, you know, we got a lot of things wrong. We even the way we approached the problem was wrong. We approached it from the person ordering the food, but we really should have been focused on the operator and who's making the food and what is their back of house kitchen operations look like. That was actually the real problem we needed to solve for the solution to be successful. So I think it's really about taking that feedback from your customers, listening to them, uh, understanding what they're really asking for, what their real pain points are, and then continuing to iterate on that. A lot of entrepreneurs make this mistake where they wait too long to launch their product and they try to get this perfect product out there, but they don't have any customers. And they're building this product for this hypothetical customer 
instead of the customer that's actually going to purchase it from you and use the product. So I think it's really about get something out there, solve some of their problem, and then listen to them to iterate to really get to the deep root of that problem. The big question we would always get is what differentiates Hangry from DoorDash or Uber Eats? And the answer was the meal plan integration. So we had worked really hard in integrating with the campus card systems that students would use with their room and board, particularly in first year university, you usually have a, a balance on your card and you swipe it at the cafeterias or at the Starbucks on campus. So that was our big uh, double down was on the meal plans because a lot of our transactions, about 95% of our transactions were campus card transactions. They were not credit card because the, you know, the 17, 18 year old going into university didn't have a credit card or maybe they had their parents on the account. So that was really a differentiator. And then we, listen to those campus uh, customers to white label the product. So it would be branded for the campus. So it'd be their logo, their color scheme, their, their cover photos. They controlled all the menus. Um, so it's really about niching down and ensuring that we were solving a problem for a specific customer versus a much broader market. About eight months ago, Hangry was acquired by Transact Campus. Transact Campus was one of our resale partners that was uh, a big provider for meal plans and, and campus cards across North America. So it was a natural synergy. They had point of sale systems, kiosks. They were actually white labeling our mobile ordering and reselling it. And, and so it was just a perfect synergy. We've been working with them for the last five years. And uh, yeah, it came to fruition over the last year. And we're really excited to be part of Transact Campus. It's a common misconception for startups to think that they're, uh, they're actually sold. No, they're, they're bought, right? So uh, we were approached and uh, we had long, lengthy discussions. We knew there was a good fit there because we had been working with them over the last five years, but we couldn't go to them and say, hey, we're looking to be acquired. It had to come from them to say, hey, we want to acquire you. And I think that's something that's really important for, for startups to understand is to build those relationships over the years. And eventually when that company believes it's the right time for them or part of their larger term strategy, longer term strategy, then you can go ahead and, and have those discussions. So we were very fortunate with COVID. So we went from about 20 campuses to 200 within 18 months. And just for context, it took us six or seven years to get those 20. Uh, and then at one point we were adding 15 a day. So it was kind of like hanging on to a rocket ship and just you know hanging on for dear life. Uh, obviously very exciting, but extremely st stressful times. Our servers were going down because we all of a sudden you know, 10X our volume on everything. So we were on the, the fortunate side, uh, particularly because the universities and colleges in the U.S. did not shut down for COVID. They continue to operate with students on campus. So our product went from a nice to have to a need to have, where we had maybe 20% of the volume being mobile orders to all of a sudden 100% of them are. In 2014, we did Lions Day, which was really the first time we were pitching our solution to investors and to different uh, stakeholders. So, you know, we did it very well in Lions there. We learned a lot. We were actually in the restaurant space at that time. So it was a completely different product than it would be today. We rewrote the product, we changed markets, but it was a lot of learning lessons that happened out of Lions there. And we're really grateful for that. And then the subsequent year, we went on Dragon's Den and got a deal on Dragon's Den. And same thing, that was part of the restaurant space. By the time the Dragon's Den episode had aired, we'd actually have switched to campuses. It was no longer even the same business. But we were able to parlay Lions Lair into Dragon's End and then pivot over. Best advice I can give is just you have to start. And if you're sitting there, I call them entrepreneurs, where you're 
kind of sitting on the fence, you want to play startup, tell people you're working on a startup, but you haven't launched anything. You don't even have a website. Uh, so I think the biggest thing uh, mistake founders make early on is they don't launch. They sit there and they try to create this perfect product for this hypothetical customer. So just get something out there, even if it's a button that you click that does nothing, it's still a start. So I think it's just the first step is always the most difficult. Um, and then it's, you know, kind of push out there, start talking to people, start talking to your uh, potential customers that you're looking at, get their feedback and really understand the problem. But yeah, get started. If you don't get started, you're not going not gonna to get to the finish line. At this point, I'm in more of an executive role managing the campus commerce division at Transact, which includes point of sales, kiosks, and the mobile ordering. Uh, so in all, there might be 40 people blowing into the team with different developers, QAs, architects, et cetera. So it's a much larger uh, opportunity for me to kind of get a leadership role. Um, with you know, Hangry, when we were acquired, we had about eight employees. So much smaller, you're more one-on-one. -on -one. So the, the management style is much different when you're having daily conversations with each employee versus having you know, layers in between. So as a solo founder, it's it's really challenging to kind of get out of your own head. You need somebody to bounce ideas off of. So I had a bunch of different advisors. So Dave Carter at Innovation Factory was really important here. And just bouncing ideas. Hey, am I crazy? Hey, I want to go into this particular market or I want to shut down our operations here. Or I want to hire this uh, particular uh, senior employee. Does this make sense? What would you do? What have you done? So I think having uh, kind of an informal a network of advisors is really important and particularly look for looking for advisors that have had a startup and sold the startup. So we just announced an integration with Amazon's Just Walk Out technology, which I'm really excited about. So the idea there is, and we're bringing these to campuses for the first time, the idea is that a student will use our mobile application uh, with a QR code to enter a kind of like a convenience store. They scan the barcode, they enter, they grab whatever they want off the shelf, and Amazon creates a virtual cart based on what they grab. And then they just walk out of the store, and then Amazon sends us the cart contents, and we charge the original student, apply discounts, promos, all that kind of stuff. They also do this technology in a lot of airports, so they were in stadiums as well. So they were looking to bring it into campuses, and we were a natural fit because we had the connections to all those campus carts. If we talk about even just the acquisition, that was extremely uh, challenging. The negotiation went on for about a year. So throughout each step in that negotiation, even when the deal looks like it's going cold, I'm still working with our different advisors, getting their experience and how they would uh, negotiate this or what they would do. A lot of it's just stay calm, right? I think that's like the best advice is just like, don't overthink it. Keep running the business is really important in an acquisition situation because what you last thing you want to do is have a negotiation um, get really far along and it falls through and now you've neglected your business for the last year so it was actually a very challenging time and i used the, the advisors quite a bit there just to say hey it, what do you think i should do versus me struggling over the decision and and getting caught in the hypotheticals in my head so it was really great to i had you know obviously dave carter at the innovation factory i also had some uh, contacts at elspark which is an accelerator in ottawa and and both those really allowed me to stay focused on the business while keeping the negotiation moving. My favorite startup quote is stay alive long enough to get lucky. And, and luck is maybe not the right word. It's really be fortunate and be in the right place at the right time to be fortunate. So you have to put yourself in that position. I think a lot of entrepreneurs give up too early or their product's not ready when that window opens. So you kind of have to have a bit of a leap of faith 
that if you keep iterating your product for what your customers want, at some point that window is going to open just enough. And for us, obviously, it was COVID and we were very fortunate with that. But we had several times where we were running out of money. We didn't make payroll uh, for several months. We could have shut down the business. And if we're not persistent enough to keep it going, we're not around when COVID hit to be able to go from 20 to 200. So I think it's really, you have to be persistent and obviously persistent with a plan, which is iterating on your customer's feedback and, and focusing on what their problem is and how you can solve it. But sometimes you just need to stay alive long enough to get lucky. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And please consider rating and reviewing as it helps others to find the show. For more information or to listen to past episodes, go to povhamilton.com.